All standby passengers, see me at the podium for your seat assignment. Non-Rev Lounge is a travel and aviation podcast. Monique, Laura, and Tyler are three friends that work for a major airline as gate agent, flight attendant, and ramp worker. During this podcast, they will discuss using their flight benefits to travel the world as well as talk about things that happen at work. They have guests on almost every week to share their travels and stories, leaving tips on the best places to travel or things to do. Enjoy. Welcome to the Non-Rev Lounge. This is Monique. I'm Tyler. I'm Laura. And we're actually in a different place today. We're over at Tyler's house. Yes, we are. Hopefully it's better than, for people that started at the beginning, we always recorded here before. Yes, we have recorded here, but. And uh, we always have my screaming kids, so hopefully they've grown a little bit. So if you if you were here like at the beginning, then you will remember some of those. Familiar sounds. Yeah, background sounds. Let us out. We're <laughs> hungry. <laughs> it's funny. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, we're uh, good to be back recording again. So today is the day after Laura's birthday. Yay! So twenty four, all over again. Also the day after, also the day after President's Day. So hopefully, people got to do something fun. Do you guys have any plans for that? We're going to California. I didn't know that. Yeah, we should be when this is comes out. We should be just getting back from California. Driving or flying? We're gonna fly. We're gonna fly over to Orange County and back. How do flights look? It's going look good. Coming back, they're already yellow, but I think we should be fine. Okay. Is it just the two of you and the kids? It's Tony's oh, nephew's sixteenth birthday. Oh, that's right, his big birthday. So we're going to go over and help help celebrate that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it should be really fun. So we had a a good chance to meet our friend Beryl. The three of us got together and, and met with her. She is our contact, our friend, but she works for American Airlines, right? She's in corporate. Her job is event planning, which I think is so fascinating. For the airline. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, and she's for the world's big, largest airline. Well, this after we got done meeting her, Laura and I were, she was taking me home and I was like, she's got a cool job. Really cool. Yeah. It is really cool. That's what she, I don't know. It's different. It's, it's one of those airline jobs that's different than just a normal like, gate agent, ramper, flight attendant, pilot. But isn't also, some of them would be kind of working as like a crew scheduler, getting yelled at because you're not making people happy but hers just like making people happy by doing parties for their line yeah she gets to kind of be like oprah every day <laughs> you get an award and you get an award yay but she is going to help us with our our meet up our get together in april that we've been talking about we've got some really great things planned because of her so yeah it was fun to meet her and, and talk should we talk about that a little bit let's do it okay so one of our one of the things we're, we're hoping to do that we're going to do is a tour of american airlines new campus they have yeah, so she said her team was going to set it up so we can um, go tour because it's I've never been to it. I've been I went to the old one, but I've never been to there anything new. And our guests that are not American Airlines employees can still come. They just have to pass around a little security check. Yeah, so she said I she just needs their their basically their names that match a driver license is all that she needs. Mm-hmm. But she needs it a week before. A week before, yeah. So it, later on, when we get closer, so we're still a month and a half out, we'll have. Find out who wants to come, who's interested, and then we'll get her all that information. But the pictures look really pretty, really, really cool, the big buildings and stuff. And she was, we're going to have her on in a few weeks and really kind of have her sell it because she's been there and seen it. Have you been there? Yes. I have. Uh huh. So we're going to spend some time in there and kind of see it and see all the different things that they have to 
Hopper. So it looks pretty cool, though. Well, yeah, and we'll get to go places that the general public doesn't get to see. And exactly. then even some team members don't normally get to see. So, I mean, it's going to be pretty cool, some of the behind-the-scenes yeah. places we'll get to go. And her her team that she works with is in charge of the museum. There, it's there on campus. Yeah. So She said it's the world's largest aviation museum. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's the opposite. She said, she said it's not very big. It <laughs> yeah. is. Really, I think it should be pretty cool, though. And the pictures of inside there look really cool, so. We'll get to go in there, and we're hoping to have a, a meetup in there, and have everyone. We're gonna we're gonna do a raffle. That's one of our plans. I know that yeah. the last like few things we've done, like the at Dorkfest, he always has a big raffle. And Brett Schneider, yeah. And then we're going up to Seattle with Isaac, yeah. And he does a raffle, and it's fun just to kind of give out free stuff. Yeah. So we're working on collecting stuff. We have people have already donated some stuff to us to give out so we're excited to do that yeah it's gonna be fun but no say so if you don't already have it in your calendars we're looking at april 14th 15th and 16th most important date the 15th though that's the big day that's the tour day and the museum day yeah that's the big day so even if you can only come in for a day trip i know i've been talking to a lot of people on messaging on social media things and so i know at one point we'd been talking about doing it in march but we just want to clarify, make sure everyone has it on their calendars. We are doing it in April. Yeah. 14th, 15th, 16th. Most important date. Most activities is going to be on Saturday, the 15th of April. Yeah, that's a, that's the big one. So if you can only do a day trip, come in for that. Uh, we'll probably be, the Friday will just be an evening. We'll watch planes at the park and go to dinner. So if you're in town, come. Because yeah, we're going to record during the day, but that's going to be just us. But that evening will be free and whoever's in town, come join us. So we're looking forward to doing a raffle while we're there. So if we're looking for people that are interested in donating money items to be raffled, if you want to sponsor our event, please reach out to us any way you can and we can talk. We have some fun ideas. If it's just giving some money so that we can buy food, we're open to anything. If you have anything you'd like to donate for our raffle, let us know. We've had a few people who say they have a few things. I know I have a few things from America West Airlines. That'd be fun. Cool. Yeah. If you also, if you know a person from your airline that would be a good contact that we can reach out and tell them what we're doing and looking for donations, that would be greatly appreciated. I think it'd be cool if we can get like, you know, those Alaska squatters that they made. Oh yeah. If they had oh, next one of those or something like that. But yeah, if you, you know someone at your airline that that's kind of what they do then, and you can share that, we can reach out to them. That would be nice for us to, this is our first time doing it. So we're not expecting too much, but it's, it'll be fun if we can get some things to giveaway yeah, and if it, you, then maybe you'd win it back at the raffle <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this is gonna be fun i think and we're gonna have quite a few people there so um as of right now put it on your calendar work on getting your days off um hopefully you uh consider coming if you listen so we appreciate everyone that's gonna be there and get it look forward to meeting everyone yay well, hopefully also when we're in dallas our friends from the staff traveler will come visit us their their headquarters are in amsterdam so, but they're talking about coming and meeting everyone. They'd love to s- listen, see all of our listeners and meet them. It'd be fun if they were there. Yeah, it'd be fun to have them. We, we got to meet them over a call, but haven't actually met them in person. But they're yeah. really cool guys. It'd be fun they if they could come cool, out. Yeah. yeah, they're two cool guys. When I went to Richmond last week to visit my daughter, I used Staff Traveler to find all the different airlines going to Richmond. because so I was looking for that elusive seat. You know, I was looking for a fun seat. And uh, Breeze now flies nonstop from Phoenix to Richmond. But um, when I went to talk to the gate agents, I was thinking that maybe if I just showed up with my badge, that they would let me on as a flight attendant, you know, some kind of a reciprocal jump seat agreement. But no, they said, no, not yet. 
<laughs> they didn't close the door on my face, but they said, no, not yet. I'm like, okay. You were the, oh, okay. I was in Richmond. Oh, yeah, you were in Richmond. I was in Richmond, uh-huh. But I saw that Breeze was, you know, from the Staff Traveler app. But then you were using the app to, to look for options home, right? I was. I was using that, uh-huh. Because at first I thought I was going to leave it a little bit earlier than I was. Because you were coming home over Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, we should probably say that. I was coming to Phoenix during Super Bowl weekend. I was trying to come home on Saturday before. So everything was kind of a mess. But when, I found my way. When everyone was coming to Phoenix. When every single this person. this would be a good day to fly. <laughs> yes. To Phoenix as well. So I did get to Charlotte. And then from Charlotte to Phoenix, it was packed. And I was lucky to get a seat. So lucky to get a seat. And the gate agent was really, really nice. I think I went through Chicago, not Charlotte. These are with the C. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I went through Chicago because the gate agent was so good there in Chicago. She's like, oh, the system automatically gave you 13E middle seat. Of course it did. Yeah. She goes, she goes, it's this new system. And, you know, you've already told me about that, Mo. So I was like, oh, I know about that system. She goes, let me see. We, I'm sure we can get you a better seat. I'm laughing because it's oversold by seven. <laughs> She's I'm sure we can get you a better seat. <laughs> and she did. She got me a, a, a nice aisle. So I got on, yes, I got on board with that. But and every single person on there was wearing either a green eagle shirt or a, a red Chiefs shirt. Right. Every single person. And then while I was sitting there, all they were doing was talking about their tickets. I'm like, there's no way all these people have tickets. But what do I know? It's crazy that uh, you got on a flight. Yeah, coming from that. Yeah, coming into Phoenix. That many people trying to get into Phoenix that weekend. Yeah, and ended up with an aisle seat. Yeah, I know. Thanks to a good gate agent. I mean, she if she was sure. lazy. She would just said, "Here you go." Yeah, it's here. You're done. That's what I flew that weekend too, and uh, we'll, we'll get into it later. But I was wearing uh, the sweatshirt that we have for our podcast, and then the hat that Staff Traveler gave us. And I had like three or four people ask me on those like two days of flying where I got my hat at. And I, even though I, we put a picture up on social media, and a few people messaged it and said, "Where did you get it?" And I said, "Oh, you can because on their store they have a store where you can get on and you can buy shirts." So I guess I was wearing their shirt too, but I think it was covered up because I was, I was cold. But they have shirts and hats that you can get on and buy their gear. Your hat says Non-Rev Pro on it. It's pretty cool. I have a Non-Rev Pro hat too. If you look at my Instagram, you'll see a picture of me wearing it. So yeah, so they have that where you can get on there and buy their stuff. And so I I put a link up on our social media. It's probably down now, but where you can just go to just go to the website and it's just a store at the bottom and have all kinds of shirts and hats to buy. It's very cute merch. Yeah. So that's cool. That's what uh, we're hoping they come out and. And join us and people get to meet them. So um, if we find out they're coming, we're going to have people ask questions so we can have them answer a bunch of questions and maybe record them. Perfect. All right. This next section. Oh, boy. Is kind of towards Monique. Because I don't think you guys know this story. Maybe you do. And before I tell the story, I want to ask you guys, how do you handle gate agents that don't know the policies? Oh. So... For instance, years ago, I was flying out of Denver, and I had a jersey on. You know the story? Yeah, I know the story. And the the one with the holes? Yeah, it was the hole. Maybe I told on here then. And she said you can't have holy jerseys, and it was just a brand new jersey. Which I think is so funny, because she's completely, like, she's taking that policy that we had, like, to the letter, but it's like, she's missing the point. Like, that that wasn't the holes they were talking about. It's like the yeah. shredded jeans yeah. that that I'm actually wearing right now. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, anyway. So. so, yeah, and there's other times when there was another guy that he wasn't, I was at the ticket counter and he goes, you can't wear those. I was wearing like basketball shorts. I was going to be on a red eye with a baby. Like I wanted to be comfortable. I wasn't going to be in person. And you're going to take them off anyway, so. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
but he said you can't and so i pulled out another pair of shorts and got to the and i got on but so i had a situation where i had an issue with the gate agent this last weekend oh recently yeah oh but i, I want to know how do you approach an agent when you know you're right with the policy and they're they're wrong because honestly gate agents kind of play i've always said this kind of play god with your your flight benefits right i mean if you make a man they just say you're not flying Mm-hmm. that's true and if they're wrong like how can you someone go and this isn't just for non-revs like say steve tau his mileage runner he knows he should be getting an upgrade because he he probably knows the rules front and back yeah and there's new agents there's agents that have transferred and how do you approach someone i wish you were with me at the time and you'll explain when i tell the story because you wouldn't be able to say no this is what you do or this is the policy but i didn't know those i don't know i th- i th- I think like, so when I was coming back from Orange County and they'd assigned all the seats but mine, I was a little passive aggressive when I went up and I was like, so I saw everyone else has been cleared. Am I going to get a seat assignment? Because I was like letting her know, like, I know you didn't follow correct procedure and you didn't go straight down the line. Yeah. But I would still like to get a seat assignment without being like a complete brat about it. So I don't know. It's a tough one because also... When I'm working a flight, it's it's tough when your partner tries to quote or does like something that isn't policy because you don't want to necessarily step on their toes. Like you want to show like a u- united front, yeah. but at the same time, also you have to kind of be like polite in the way you're like, well, actually they do get such and such and such or that no, this is the policy. So it's. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's a tough balance to kind of find. I don't know. So tell me what your so, so what happened. This was Super Bowl weekend, and I was I think I mentioned I want to work a bunch, and I was planning. And then I realized if you leave Phoenix before the flights were wide open, yeah. And then if you come back in, like you came out on Saturday, mm-hmm. I came back on Sunday because everyone's leaving Phoenix now. You can probably get into Phoenix. Coming into Phoenix was wide open, and so I was like, I'm going to go fly lay flat seats. So I took the triple seven to L.A. and then I was going to go to L.A. to New York. So I ended up switching, you may have heard this part, to to L.A., to San Francisco, to New York. Yeah. And your friend at the gate switched my seats, or mm-hmm. my flights. She was super nice. But somehow, when I landed in San Francisco, it didn't have the through on there. Mm-hmm. So, and, and our airline was kind of real quick. The through is like gold, right? It's like... It puts you to the top. It moves the you to top the top. of that priority code, yes. Yeah, it's almost like having... 1984 seniority that's like you're yeah. moving to the top so i knew i should have been number two because there was two seats open yeah but it had me in number eight so when i landed i pulled up and i saw that was the bottom the t the through wasn't on there yeah i said i gotta get over to the gate yeah before they start clearing seats that's what i would have been like i gotta get there before. and they cleared the first one which was a on a vacation pass so they were above me anyways okay so, they, so yeah, yeah you wouldn't have bumped them and i went to them and i showed them my boarding pass and i said i need to add the through and they said we can't what why did they say they couldn't? They just said they couldn't. They said, we can't. And I said, no, I, I flew in. Yeah. And now I, I wanted the lay flat seats. There was tons of seats at the back. Yeah. But I want, that's, I flew two legs. You flew to San Francisco to get that yeah. seat. And I said, I need you to add it. And they said, no, you can't add it. And I said, e- yes, you can. Like, so I wanted to be like, where's Monique? I text you yeah. in the middle of the night. Like, oh, Are you awake? Yeah. And I think I answered you at like 7 a.m. I was like, I am now. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> but I was like. I was trying to explain to them, I need you to add this, which is, is it's part of the policy. It's yeah, yeah. Even if I was flying out in Southwest, they should add it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they were adamant they would not add it for anything. See, that's where I would have 
I would have probably given them the actual functions. Yeah, that's what. But you know them. See, Tyler and I do not. Yeah, and that's where I think like the difference. I'd be like, no, no, no. Control Z, F3. Like, but I think this is how you add it. They were not even like this is how you add it. It was like we can't do it per, per policy even. Oh. And so I said, can I see? I, I didn't want to be like the guy, but I was like, can I talk to a manager? And they said, yeah. So by the time they called him, though, they had released everyone, filled the plane up. So what did the manager say at that point? He, he came up and he said, you can't add. He, go, he, he said, do you know the policy? And I said, yes, I know it. And he goes, you've read it? And I go, yes. And he goes, then you'll know you can't add it. No, no, no. See, that's where I would have had the travel guide pulled up right there then. Yeah. And, it, and I just so, said, I know this is going to be awkward, but you're going to have to go unseat a few people because my priority puts me with the through, puts me up front. So they probably shouldn't have done that. So they ended up going, they were talking a few minutes later, almost ready to close the door. And at this point, part of it was like, I won the little A-flat seat and either I, I take the red eye, which is what I was trying, or mm-hmm. I hang out and I take the morning flight at 6 a.m., which is wide open. And I get to enjoy the flight, yeah. right? Because the red eyes, you're just sleeping. And I enjoy that layout seat, the TV, the movies. The... So I wasn't like, it was more the fact that they weren't policy that it, it kind of frustrated me more than the fact that yeah. like, I can sleep in San Francisco. I said it before, I, I like sleeping in San Francisco. It's comfortable. But they came back and before they closed the door and they said, you were right. Oh, well, that doesn't help me now, does it? They did come back and say you were right? Yeah. I would have started to get my stuff up and been like, okay, what seat am I moving to then? <laughs> yeah. So you did take me a cabin. I didn't go. Oh, I you said, didn't I go. I just, just put me in the morning. So in the morning, were you a tea? No, but did, I was. it was so open that I was. Did they apologize? They, yeah, they apologized a lot. And I would. I, I kind of like, I got frustrated. Yeah. But I was trying to control it because I, I could lose my benefits. Yeah. And oh, I was true. like, you're wrong. Like, yeah. That's what the question, like, how do I say you're wrong without saying, See, that's stupid. Like, I, listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. Which, here's the, th- the thing that's later that's funny. I was wearing a hat, the staff traveler hat that said non rev pro. And he's yeah. asking, Do you know the policies? And I was like, yes. yes, I know the policies. I'm wearing a hat that says non rev pro. See, that's sketchy, though. Like, I'm sure at some point there was one employee there that was like, Guys, he's right. And they yeah. were, and they had to play like they had to have that front. Mm-hmm. Of like unity because someone was like, no, I know the policy. And they, the other person was like, you don't know it. Like he's right. And finally, after like it was done, they like pulled it up and they were like, look, you're wrong. Yeah. And they were like, oh no. And they. Well, that's what they said originally, very first. They said, you're going to get a seat. And I was like, I don't want a seat. You know, I want the seat. Yeah. And I understand like if someone else was to use a vacation pass, they would bump me. I get it. Yeah. But I did what I was supposed to do and I should have been there. Our listeners are probably like, stop whining. Like, well, no, because I get this as you well. Took two flights to have that seat. But what, what if, what if there would have been two seats on the plane? You know, and I'm trying to get home to or to, to somewhere, and I should have that seat. But I think that one of the problems too is I think there are employees who don't travel enough to realize that that seat is that much better. Yeah. Like to them, a seat is a seat, and so they're like, I don't know why he's throwing a fit. He's gonna get on, and you're like, the ones that actually travel are like, no, no, no that experience is a hundred times better yeah. than that seat. Like that's why he's, that's a, it's he's like, a three, it's like almost a $3,000 seat compared to like a $150 seat. Yeah. But they don't get, I, I can guarantee there's, I have coworkers who don't get the difference between those as well. And so they would have been like, he's going to get a seat. So just, I don't know what he's complaining. Just, he's going to get a seat. Yeah. So you're like, but it's not the seat. That's what I was like. I don't, I wish there was a way I could knew, know how to talk to them 
in that situation where they would be like, okay, because I got a little hot headed. I tried to control it, but I apologize too. Like, I'm sorry I got upset, but. Well, that's it. I don't know if I would have been like, no, if you pull up my record, you can see that I flew in from Phoenix. He, he did later. Yeah. And, well, and, and I had the boarding pass in my hand. Like, look. Like, yeah, so like, like, it's, boarding pass in your hand. You're yeah. like, I had to get swapped in Phoenix. So I apologize. They didn't do it correctly there. Otherwise, the through would have shown up. That's one thing I would have said as well to you now is thinking about it. If you don't get your connecting pass in your original city. I did the first one. I th- I didn't get it in. That's what I said. So when in Phoenix. LA. In, no, in LA, I did too. But I, So out of LA, you went to San Francisco? Yeah. So in LA, you it, got a, a boarding card with a seat assignment to San Francisco and a pass to JFK. Yeah. But but I, he, somehow I get listed for business. And so in LA, I said, can you move me to first? Because I didn't want him to be like, our business is full. So you're not going to get that. Does that make sense? I'm just, I'm trying to envision that because if it's all done correctly, they shouldn't have to add the through. So somewhere someone manipulated your, your thing and messed it up. Mm -hmm. And that's why it is so important to make sure everything is. If I would have just been in LA, just cancel it and start over. Then I would have had, because I would still be the only through the D2 through it checked in there. Like I still would have been on that flight. Anyways, the whole thing doesn't matter, but it was just like, I was frustrated. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, what if it just, um, if it would have came down to two seats and I would have been like, okay, then I know the door's not closed. Like I'm here. Now, you know. Yeah. That's it's, really incredibly frustrating. Yeah. So luckily it wasn't like the end of the world. Like I, yeah, I end up going up to the club and using the shower, which is awesome. Yeah. Have you been to the San Francisco club? I've been to the club. I haven't used their showers though. There's this little Chinese lady that works up there and she's so nice. Like she remembers everyone. What's that? The, the place in Centerville, the little Chinese restaurant. You know Empire. One? Yeah, you know the latest friend. Yeah, it reminds me of her. Like yeah. she's just so nice. And so I was like, I went up there and showered and ate and then slept for a couple hours and flew in the morning. So it wasn't like the end of the world, but it was still like, you know, I wish I wish I could have known how to handle it better. But no, that is frustrating when people don't know policy. Yeah, did do that. So I ended up going on to New York and. When I was in JFK in the morning, I flew to JFK, and then I went into the club, and I'm wearing my non-air lounge sweatshirt, and this girl in the club was like non-air lounge, and I wasn't sure if she was just like reading my sweatshirt, like, or if she knows. And I was like, "Do you know what that is?" Like, <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, I've been listening since the beginning." Oh wow! Did she recognize you then? Yeah. Oh okay. And so they had her and her, I don't know, friend, partner, husband, had just flown in from Barcelona. They oh, were there for 24 hours. Oh, cool. So we got talking for a few minutes, and it was always fun to meet someone that had to. That is cool. That's fun. Yeah, doing that. And then I went and checked the lounge, and then I, I flew on the 21T, the lay flat seats, back into Phoenix, which they never had that flight, but they had it. Yeah. Because of the Super Bowl. So I flew during the Super Bowl, and I watched the second half on the flight. Oh, did you? And I, I actually had them put me in, in business class. So I told you about that. Yeah. So I had them put me in business because we always get first. Yeah. The business is always full. And I knew. Usually there's enough elite members that fill up. Yeah. In the, the business. business. So it's yeah. like, but there was enough non that were going to fill that first. And the business was like five people of 20 seats. Oh, nice. So if I sat back there, I was going to get more attention from the flight attendant. <laughs> because there's fewer people to do. And she was great. The flight and, attendant was so nice. And who doesn't want more flight attendant attention? That's right. Well, from a good flight attendant. <laughs> 
Yeah, and she was good. She was great. Yeah. yeah. She was so nice. And she came and asked, though, she goes, can I ask, why did you ask to be put back here? And she was there. like, I was planning on sitting my, on my hiney this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I explained, like, I've, I've flown up there like eight times last year. And so I haven't tried this. And actually, the business is nice. And if I was with, like, Jake or with my wife, like, it would be nice because it's still life flat. Yeah. And I actually think that in ways it's almost more for a big guy because you don't put, like, your feet all the way under. It's a thing where you're kind of like, anyways, if you had someone that you wanted to be with right next to you, that's not bad. Yeah. That's why they're getting rid of the first. Cause first, first. Yeah, because business is not that bad. I mean, it's still nice. It's still a good product for and sure. And the food yeah. was still good. Yeah. I love the pictures of your food. Yeah, the steak we had. and The ice cream? Yeah. Monique style? The no nuts. <laughs> <laughs> when he said that, I was laughing so hard. So it was a fun little trip, though. I'm glad to, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. But you worked that flight the next morning, that exact same plane. Oh, really? That's the, the one. 321 you, you, you got in that. Well, I did. Yeah. So Monday morning after the Super Bowl when everyone was leaving and it was like a madhouse and all the, the big money's leaving now, they had the 21T going back to JFK and I got assigned to it and I was really excited. I was like, this sucker only holds like a hundred passengers. Like we're going to yeah. be able to board this thing. There's 30 layout seats total on there. Yeah. And there's only like 50 main cabin. Oh, so yeah. there shouldn't be any bin space, which as gate agents, that's one of our like actual biggest fights his bags and when yeah. to check them and all that so i was like this is gonna be a breeze like i'm super excited about this because there's three sections in the 321t yeah so the the, f- the first that actually has the pods uh-huh and then you have the business which is lay flat correct which is nicer than domestic first even, oh yeah or even, oh, like, yeah. Or even like premium economy it's nicer than that that's why i flew in then yeah and then you have main cabin which someone said even main cabin it's still really nice. Do they still like the screens in the back? The screens, and, and I think they get meals back there too. Yeah, like it's they get meals. I think so. Wow, I think it's it's yeah, it's kind of a signature product to the flagship. So I was I was pretty excited to do it, but because Phoenix never gets those. Yeah, so yeah, that's why that's why I flew it because we never get them, and that's like yeah. I'd even look to try to fly them a few days around there, yeah, because I was like in and out of Phoenix. This is sweet. Yeah, but didn't work on my schedule. But anyway, so I come out to work it. And I can already see my partner and the supervisor are kind of like, kind of going at it about something in their talking about upgrades and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, we may be, be, be over by one in the back, but we've got open seats. We've got one open seat in business and like, we're going to even out. This isn't going to be a big deal. And so the supervisor starts telling us that it's a domestic route and plane. We do fly a lot of 21s, like regular two-cabin 21s out of Phoenix. Tons. Yeah, they're yeah. one of our tons major of tons, ones yeah. that we do fly. We just don't see the three-cabin. And so he's trying to tell us that this plane is actually a two-cabin. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, this is it. And I was like, I've flown this product. Like, I know it. It's a three-cabin. We got this. And he's like, nope, it's a two-cabin. I was like, no, they've been working it as a three-cabin. It's a, And he goes, nope, I, we need to get this fixed. And I was like, there's nothing to fix. <laughs> Well, that's what sometimes when they, we fly like a wide body, our premium economy, that extra, mm-hmm. it's actually like a f- domestic first class seat. They just count that as part of the back. They do, yes. Yeah. So, so that's what he was thinking. That's what it was like. Yeah, they kind of look at the, those on certain routes is almost just make cabin extra seats. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, this is a different product. This is different. We're going to work gonna it as a three They're going to get tablecloth. Yeah. And the full. And he, and I was told later he'd actually been on the plane and seen it. So I don't know how he, <laughs> didn't register that this like looks completely different. 
And so he actually calls up to our people that do like seek configurations in in the system. Yeah. And he has them change it to a two cabin. Oh. So what that did is it now like unsat everyone that was in the business class oh. and unchecked them. And then he put people that were in the main cabin into their business seats. <gasps> when business was, there was only one seat open. So how many business seats do you say there were? There's 20 total. 20. So that means 19 people have now been unsat and like 19 people have been put into their seats. Just like automatically. Just automatically yeah. kind of put in there. So I look at him and I actually sent him to the gate across from us and I said, fix this. I said, this is not right. Fix it. I was so, I was so mad. I even walked around the podium and like took a breath because I was like, this is going to be a cluster. Well, that's oh, yeah. a, I think I mentioned like those seats could be like $2,000 tickets and that's not even counting if they like raise them up knowing it's like a oh, extra yeah. Super Bowl. Like Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, these people are going to be livid. And yeah. also we're getting ready to board. You thought I was mad minutes. in San Francisco? Like, yeah. Like, these people have paid good money. They know that product. Like, yeah. So at this time, I'm supposed to be the person who boards, like who scans the boarding pass. So I have to go down and check with crew. So I already go down there and I'm like, just, you know, I hate to throw people under the bus, <laughs> but our supervisor, I wanted them to get a heads up because they needed to know what was coming down. And I said, he just pretty much unsat all of your business people. And they were like, what? <laughs> and I was like, we're working on it. I we're, said, this briefing's going to be real quick because I have to get back up there and start fixing things. Were they New York based? So they, they're used to that. They know that. They, well, there were two in-flight managers and a catering. Many, they probably was were. There, is her name Rosie? Uh, what's the? Daisy. Daisy was even She's there. She's so nice. So yeah. So it was big enough that they had the girl who normally does catering for London mm -hmm. was over at this aircraft to make sure it was catered correctly. They had two in-flight managers making sure they knew, and they get an extra flight attendant on this one. Like, it's so, so yeah, I'm telling them, I'm like, we're going to be working on this. I said, so people maybe shuffled a little bit, but we're going to try to get everyone back to where they're supposed to be. And they're like, okay. How <laughs> panicky. And I was like, sorry, I got to go. So then I run back up there, and it's almost boarding time now. And my partner's like, do you want to keep working on the seats and I'll board? And I was like, yes, like, let me get in there so now i people are trying to board our things like going er, er, like that's not your seat oh and so they're like they're showing us boarding passes showing like 7a so you know they're in that yeah. we know that yeah that but then i'm looking over and i'm like well actually mr johnson's showing in there so then i have to go look in history of like okay where was mr johnson it's like <sighs> he was actually in 16a so now i'm trying to move him back get them back into their seats oh man it becomes such a mess that like our top top Boss. The VIP in Phoenix of our airline. Yeah. Well, the, the top like, yeah. Yeah. They're down at the gate going, this should be like a smooth flight. Like what's going on? And I was just like, your supervisor turned it into a two cabin. And it was <laughs> such a mess. We ended up actually in the end sending two people who had business seats into the main cabin because then upgrades had been done wrong out of like a panic mode that weren't fixed Two people, we sent them on board and made cabin extra seats and told them to call customer relations. We were documenting their records. They would get compensation because they were just like, we have to get them on and close the door. We can't fix anymore. It was such a mess. It was such a bad look. And the whole time I was like, we told him like a thousand times, do, do not touch the seats. Don't do this. And he was like, it doesn't look right. This isn't right. Oh, what a knucklehead. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what I was calling it, but yes. 
<laughs> and then meanwhile, I come down because I'm I'm checking in for my flight and I want to say hi to Mo. And I come walking down and she's like, <laughs> telling me the whole story. I'm like, wow. Well, it was funny because then I had, so I had that flight, which was just a mess. And then I had to go work an oversold Raleigh flight with Mr. Rich, the cane guy. <laughs> and it was oversold by seven. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and that flight went so smooth. And I was like, you know, when that flight seems smooth, you know, JFK was Not bad. that bad. <laughs> I was like, over by seven? That was a walk in the park. <laughs> Give me rich any day. I heard that that Monday, so the day after the Super Bowl, Phoenix was the busiest airport in the country. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I believe it. Yeah. And it was just like constant of private jets. And then all of our extra planes, all the, all the airlines added, I think, and um, flying people back to Philadelphia and Kansas City and then everywhere. So it was kind of funny. So I got kind of like, well, spot-ons or like recognition things from managers that morning about being like handling those situations yeah. well. And then that night I got a, it like the reverse. I got a talking to from a manager <laughs> because I was holding too many seats and I was setting off flags in headquarters. For non-res or just for pe- families in she general? She was holding for non-res. Well, I know I had about 15 revenue standbys and then I had about 30 non-revs. So yeah, so I was holding seats to make sure I could get parties and families together. Yeah. See, that's why. But yeah, he came running over. He goes, what are you doing? Why are you holding all these seats? I said, well, I've got 47 standbys to get on and I need, there's families I need to get. Yeah. He goes, well, you're setting off alarms and they don't <laughs> like you doing that. <sighs> okay. Well, next time they fly in my seat, they can have a middle seat and their four-year-old can sit in another middle seat four rows away. Yeah. I don't care. They don't care. I thought it was, it was kind of funny the morning on Friday, Monday in our little group chat. And our friend Ryan said, how was it in Phoenix knowing it was bad? And you're like, oh. <laughs> and I pulled up and I was like, I could find tons of seats. I, the way I looked at it was, can I get out? Can I not rev? And I was like, I, I found pockets. There was a few pockets out there. Like your Dallas had some seats later on. I actually worked at Tucson that was. Tucson had a lot of seats out. super Orange open. County. So, but the way I looked at it and the way you looked at it was very different because you're dealing with passengers. I'm like, how can I not rev out of here? And I was like, I think I could. I think I could get out here. Because, yeah, because if you could have so, got, because, I mean, if you're from Tucson, you just drove. Yeah. Right? So you probably could have flown to Tucson and then out. Yeah. We had some very strange routings on some, like. Oh, I bet tons of strange ones out. Where was one that was weird? Were people going Omaha? It was a weird, yeah, there there were some strange connections and there people were using just to get it. Yeah, out of Phoenix, yeah. Yeah. When I was trying to get into Phoenix on that Saturday before, I was talking to my husband. I go, um, you know, I'm going to look at Breeze and all this. He goes, he goes, well, if you talk to Tyler, he's going to route you through Vail. (laughs) <laughs> it's possible yeah <laughs> that is a good option sometimes because Brittany's done that one yeah so is brandon carpenter He's finding yeah. those little connections so well yesterday was lara's birthday do you have anything you want to say to her oh, happy birthday lara that's a little belated but okay thank you <laughs> we're lucky to have you on the show hope you know thank that thank you thank you i love being on the show our show has really grown and you're the celebrity no i really enjoy our friendship yeah so Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I hope your birthday is better than today was. Oh, yeah. I've had a bad day today, but my birthday is much better. And thank you to Tyler's wife, Katie, for getting me a non-rev lounge sweatshirt. So now I finally match. I don't feel like the stepchild because Mo and Tyler had the non-rev lounge sweatshirts on in Seattle. I did not have one. I felt like this red-haired stepchild. And now you can wear it. Yes, I can. 
And then maybe you're so skinny, you probably get cold year round. <laughs> you can wear it in July in Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> so one of our listeners just started a podcast called Standby Secrets. You heard it? Oh, no. Yeah. So he's planning on coming to Dallas. So we're going to meet him. Oh, and cool. it's another show. His name is Matt. Okay. And he does it with his friend Millie. Yeah. So I was listen- listening to it today. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so it's good. It's similar to ours, but uh, talking about uh, different tips, that's going what they focus on. Oh, cool. So, so the episode I just listened to is on credit cards, which which credit card is good. And it made me think about getting the, uh, the Aspire card. Okay. So I talked to you about it. Yeah, he talked about a, a handful of them in that episode, uh-huh. and the one before has a lot of different tips, and talked about Staff Traveler and how much he appreciates them. And so it's good, though. So if you're interested, go check out theirs. We'll... Standby Secrets. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a link to the ball so you can get over there to them. So. Yeah, cool. All right, so we're getting ready to close the show. Closing After time. <laughs> we have a story we're going to have Laura tell, but just so you know, it's a bit on the adult side. Is that you say? A bit racy. Do I have to check the explicit box when we do the show notes? If you want to. So if it's, I mean, it's a real story. True story. A true story. It actually happened. But uh, if we we'll say not into adult stuff, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's just we, it's we've just always a been like a family guy. So, but yeah, it's but well, so that'll be the end. So, kind of where outtake. our outtakes are. It's like an but, outtake. Yeah. So if if uh, that's too much for you, then close it off here, and we'll be back next week. But uh, it's fun as a fun show. Yeah, and happy birthday again, Laura. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, for the end, uh, we look forward to meeting everyone in Dallas. And so, if if you fit into that, you know someone, or you want to donate, or. Um, just want to come like start keep reaching out to us so we can oh, start making a list of people to make sure we get information out yeah but, uh, and thanks to Beryl for our, her help yeah and we look forward to uh, talking to her more and getting on the plane so alright uh, we'll see you next week alright bye this has been Non-Rev Lounge this episode was sponsored by Staff Traveler which is the number one app to get your non-rev loads it is used by over 400,000 people from all airlines in the world and built to make your non-rev trips easy and stress-free. Sign up now for free at stafftraveler.com forward slash non-rev lounge. All right, Lara, are you ready? Oh, she's already blushing. I know, I'm already blushing about that. <laughs> do you know how you're going to do this in a way to make it? I'm going to try. I think so. Or are you just going to read the report? I've only... Oh, I can read the report. I got to read the report. Let me get it. All right. So we wanted to add this. These are goals. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) So this this is a story we wanted to add to the end of the vacation, the the last week's one, the Valentine's Day show. And we we weren't together, so we couldn't have recorded it. So this is something that happened on one of Lara's flights. So just going to give us the background. Okay, I got it. I got it. Did you hear that? You're flying to London. Okay, so, yes, I'm working the flight from Phoenix to London. And it's slow season right now. So we only have like 60 passengers in the back of the 777. That holds like, what, 250? 200, yeah, over 200. So we can move passengers around. Um, Excuse me? What? (laughs) Well, after the door closes. (laughs) Sorry. It's a gate agent. Gate agents always come on and say, okay, we can't move them up into premium economy, but what you do when the door closes is what you do. So, so we kind of moved some passengers around. I was working the door, so you know, I wasn't part of moving them around. But um, uh, when we were doing our first service, there was this really nice guy, and he was in the middle row um, right after premium economy. And so 
the girl on the cart, Daphne and I were talking to him and he gave us each a Starbucks card. So we were, you know, oh. and I were really chatting it up with him, <laughs> trying to get him anything. You want a glass of wine from first class, anything? He goes, no, I'm fine. And he goes, uh, I just want to relax. And I, I love having these four seats, you know, second sleep. And we're like, yeah. Because you thought he was an honor, right? But he wasn't. But we you, thought he you was thought an honor because he gave you. Because he gave us a gift. Cool. Yeah. But so, he's in like the hard sided seats? In the middle. Uh-huh. Because he wanted to lay down after takeoff. But he has the hard sides you can't lay down. Only in the first row. I learned that. Oh, I thought he was in the first row. No. No, he's in that. He's right behind. Well, I did say right behind Premium Economy, but no, he was a few rows back. Okay. Okay. I got but you. He was now. in that little section behind Premium Economy before you get into the very last section. I'm just section. trying to really visualize this. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, <you> later. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, she had moved up this um, couple. They were super cute. They were wearing matching pink sweats. Oh. And she had moved them in those three seats over on aircraft right. So not in the same row as that guy, just a row above them, but next to the window seat. And they were super cute. They were, um, um, from another country. So they were like Slovenia or any, uh, you know, just had an accent and you could tell they were foreign. And they all, all they wanted was apple juice. And he was sleeping the whole time and she just wanted apple juice. Super sweet, cute couple. Okay. So we do the service, we turn the lights out, it's rest period. You know, we fly tents, take our bunk, bunk naps. And, um, you know, we, it's time to, for arrival service. So we're in the back and we're setting up all the carts and the meals for the arrival service. And my friend, the, the gift card bearer comes back and he's like, Hey, that was, um, that was something else. I go, what do you mean that was something else? And he goes, well, you know, that, that cup, that couple over on the side. And I go, pink couple. And he goes, yeah. He goes, they were going at it during the flight, during the, re- the rest portion of the flight. Well, you know, when you're supposed to be resting because they were going at it. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, well, they were, they were kind of busy. He goes, and she had her shirt off. And I go, what? He goes, yeah, she had her shirt off. And she was, well, they were really going on. Yeah. It. She was, she, she was, she goes, he goes, she was giving him a Hummer. I go, no. <laughs> she goes, yes. He was, and then, and then they kind of laid down for a little while. He goes, but they're not intoxicated. Cause you said you're not. No, they didn't drink anything except apple juice. So no, it's not like their inhibitions are like, I don't, okay. No. And so, so then I go, I go, why didn't you come back here and tell us? He goes, oh, I was watching the show. <laughs> he goes, I'm like telling you and that's going on. And so then we're having like a little laugh about it. We go through the arrival service and that pink couple, he's asleep and she's, and she wants an apple juice and she's just smiling at me and I'm looking and sure enough, she's wearing a shirt. <laughs> and uh, we finished service. We're getting ready to land. And the captain's already come on and said, you know, get ready to land. So I'm doing my final walkthrough with the trash bag. And I'm coming up behind them and I, and picking up trash. And I get to hit their row. And I look down because I'm looking for trash. So as a flight test. So I'm looking down and all I see, and let me read my report that I had to write to the company. As I walk by their row, I look down and I saw his erect penis. You may have to bleep that out. And her bobbing up and down like Halloween apples. <laughs> <laughs> I glanced over at the pa- the passenger who had told us about it, you know, gift card guy. And he gave me a, I told you so look. <laughs> he looked right at me and I'm like, oh my gosh. So I run running up front and um, I got a friend of mine, Kevin Kelly, to come back here. So he comes back and, and I see him talking to them and I see her nodding and he comes back up and I said to him, I go, what did you say to her? He goes, I said to her, Move over, sister. There's room for two. <laughs> I said, oh, my God. He goes, no, I asked him if they could keep their act together is before we land. And and so anyway, so we're, we've, I mean, we're this close to landing. We're, the landing we're, gear's down. Were they mortified? 
we no, got caught. he said they could care less. Wow. Oh my gosh. I would have been mortified that we got caught. I know. So we're, so we, we land and we're on the bus and we're all talking about it. Cause that's like the big talk. Oh, yeah. And they're like, and you saw it, Laura? And I'm like, yeah, I saw it. They're like, well, what did it look like? I go, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> I go, yeah. They're like, well, what did it look like? I go, you know. I'd been gross. Like gross. A, a beer can, <laughs> a beer can short and stout. <laughs> and so then when the corporate security ended up calling me, they, they emailed me and they said, Hey, call me as soon as you, as you can on my cell phone. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not calling you on my cell phone. So I went in there and I got my manager. And so the two of us called him and, um, he was a really nice guy. And he's like, he's like, okay, I need to know what it looked like. I go, what is with all these people wanting to know what it looked like? I go, it was short and fat, like a beer can. He goes, yeah, well, was it a tall boy? Or regular. (laughs) But anyway, they're on the no-fly list, and the company's thinking about pressing charges because apparently he's a big soccer star, and he's playing over here in the United States. So he's going to be going back and forth, and they want to nip that in the bud. (laughs) Ay ay ay. He probably had a tight connection in London, and they didn't have time to do stuff in London, right? I don't. That's wow. But you know that my my thinking is okay. That's the second one of the flight, buddy. Yeah, you know, that's the kind of stuff is only for birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> Was it his birthday? <laughs> well, maybe it had been his birthday. <laughs> but the, just looking at it is that what they call a devil's advocate? Do you guys ever in your the safety demo? Do you ever say not to? <laughs> oh, no. That should be added. Yeah, <laughs> you have a point. So point taken. Well, the safety would be you can't be on the floor during landing, and, and you, you can't have you your have to be in your seat with your shirt on. With your shirt on. So when you told <laughs> us the story like before, when, and I told my wife, told Katie, she said that's gross, and I was like, "Are you saying I gross?" Or the she goes, "It'd be gross to clean up." I think about the cleaners knowing like, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Always clean your seats before you eat. Yeah, that's... And she did ask Kevin for a glass of water. She goes, he goes, please, can you just keep it together until we land? We're almost landing. The landing gear is down. And she goes, sure, but can I get a glass of water? So was that your first time seeing that in, in, or similar to that in flight? You've had a couple years of experience? Yeah, I've seen sexual intercourse. I've seen that a long time ago. From Vegas. The shirt off is also, that's pretty bold i know i feel like i mean i mean i feel like you could put your hand up a shirt easily and, and you know what i mean kind of get away with uh-huh. that but like to actually take it off she, it was off well that's was it you that said she must be european like where she they just, were european they're you, from that's like, saying, like where yeah boobs aren't anything yeah. so you said well, it's one thing to do something like under a blanket but like just out in the open yeah usually like the only thing i've ever seen is under a blanket so you can kind of tell what's happening but it's always under a blanket yeah, that, that's kind of what. Yeah, he's like, I, I saw his like, beer can. Jeez. Well, and, and during landing, lights are on usually. Oh, that's what I'm saying. The, the lights were on. The best part was, so we landed. We land and we're in the van. And Brittany texts me. She said, "Oh my gosh, when I landed, she said coming back home from Tel Aviv, she goes, we had to stop the safety safety demo because all the Jews stood up to pray. She goes, so we had to go oh, around and tell them to sit down. She goes, what was your flight like? Thinking that." <laughs> I'm like, well, I can top that. Sister, I stopped a blowjob with all the lights on in gradual descent. I had a soccer player standing. <laughs> we don't get stories like that on the ramp. so No, sorry. That's how we like it in the show. We don't get those. This is Tyler editing this. Bleep. <laughs> <laughs>
That's the way you put it at the end, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's funny, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was. I remember you telling us. I was like, oh, wow. You just can't make that up. And then the fact I have to keep talking to this corporate security guy, very nice man. But he's enjoying these details a little too much. Yeah, a little bit too much. (laughs) (laughs) He's a slow down when you tell me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Laura. Yeah, thank you.